Welcome back to the Global Tehillim and Chizik Daily Call. On behalf of the OU, this is Naftali Herman. It's great to be back with each and every one of you. As always, thank you so much for joining the program and for making it a part of your day on Yom Shlishi, the 25th day of the month of Nisan and the 10th day of the Omer. I'd like to thank our incredible and generous sponsors for their continued support, in particular the Schwartz family, whose names are prominently listed in the OU Daily Email. To sponsor future programs, please visit OU.org slash call. That's OU.org forward slash D-A-L-L. Please note that the deadline to submit a sponsorship for tomorrow's program is today at 5 p.m. Eastern. On behalf of the OU, it is my esteemed honor to welcome back to the Daily Call and introduce Rabbi Arya Kaplan of the OU Jewish Learning Initiative on campus at the University of California in Los Angeles, California. Which will be immediately followed by Rabbi Kaplan slowly reciting our daily four chapters of Tehillim, Tarek, Chaf, Chaf Gimel, Kuf, Chaf Aleph, and Kuf Lamid. Those are chapters 20, 23, 121, and 130. It will be followed by the Mishaberach, the Cholim, with a sizable pause to insert the names of those who we are praying for. And we will conclude with the recitation of Achino. The Chavod, the great honor, Rabbi Kaplan. Good morning from Los Angeles, and thank you so much for welcoming me back to this wonderful phone call. I just had the privilege of spending Passover, the Pesach holiday, here on the campus of UCLA and working with students from all types of backgrounds to engage them, to have, give them a meaningful Passover experience. But in particular, one student's story I wanted to share with you this morning. I believe it will give us some insight into the, this week's uh, Torah portions combined with the fact that we are in also in the Omer period. We had a student who reached out to us who said that she wants to very much lead a Seder for her family. And we said, very exciting. How can we help? And she responded, well, we've never done a Seder before. And we made a meeting to go over what does a Seder look like. The very next day, she came and said, my parents never heard that you're not supposed to have the chametz in the house. What do we do about that? So we made a meeting and we worked with her parents how to have a situation where she would feel comfortable and they would have fun, feel comfortable. The next day she reached out again and said, this is really exciting, but we've never cooked kosher for Passover food in our home. How does that work out? And pretty much every day for about a week, we got another phone call from her with another question and another resolution. And incredibly so, both her family and she worked together to create a beautiful Passover experience. She reached out afterwards to say it was one of their most meaningful parents, daughters, parents, children experience that they've had in a very long time. And incredibly, despite having different backgrounds and different interests, they came together on each aspect to work together to have Shalom Baya, to have peace in their home, and to make it an amazing experience. And this offered me some insight into where we are right now. On the one hand, we just finished Passover, and we're opening up our calendars, and we see a lot of important days ahead. We, of course, have coming up this week, Yom HaShoah, then next week, Yom HaZikron, then ultimately Yom HaSma'ut. We're looking down the calendar, Shavuot is not that far away, in fact, just 40 days away. But when we open up the Torah to look at what we're going to read this week, we feel like we're in a totally different zone of the year. This week's Torah portion offers us insights into the Yom Kippur, the holiest day of the year, or offers us insights 
into the opportunity to come close to God during the high holiday season. So on the one hand, on our calendar, we're here in the Passover, the Shavuot, the Yoms. On the other hand, in the Torah portion, we're at a different part of the year. And how do you make sense of that combination? How do you make sense of, like, what it's all about? And interestingly, I believe that this story sheds a little light, which is really both this period between Pesach and Shavuot, which we're literally 40 days away from Shavuot at this moment, and the rabbis tell us that to get to Yom Kippur, you need to actually put in 40 days. You have to start on Rosh Chodesh Elul, the Jewish month right before Tishrei, to prepare to get ready. That the process isn't simple. The process is something that we need to do step by step, day by day. And just like this young woman from UCLA, she did with her family, she each day called with another question, with another issue, with another possibility, and each day we worked and we worked, and eventually it worked out. That's the message. I actually believe that these two things come together, the holidays that we're at now and the portion of Yom Kippur have the dual message of it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to happen day by day, moment by moment. The incremental changes, the small differences that we can make each moment or each day is how we get there. And, in fact, that's how this, what's so amazing about this call, started two years ago, over two years ago, to give a few minutes, and here we are, over two years later, and I was looking through with unbelievable classes and unbelievable stories for over two years of learning together for just 10 or 15 minutes a day. It's incredible how much you can accomplish. So that's my wish that we can all take from this story and from this amazing experience of having Shavuot and Pesach on our minds, but also having the Achremot, the Parsha of Yom Kippur, that we should inspire ourselves to do small things, not feel it all has to change overnight, but to do small changes potentially each day or even over a week that will lead us to to growth in our closeness with our Judaism and with Hashem. At this point, I will recite the Tehillim, the Psalms. We will start with Psalm Chaf Perik 20. Lamatzeach mizmor David. Yancha denai biyom sara galach Hashem Yaakov. Yishlach azcha mikodesh. Umitzion is Hadaka, his core commonal Hadaka Yatra Yachan Asela, Yitimu Haki Vavaka Kata Daha, Yimalay, Nanabisha Taha, Shinalinik, though Yimalaya the Nai Komish or Taha, Akayadaki, Kyoshia the Nai Mishikoi, Yanehu Vishme Kacho, the Grodyasha Yimino, Eubaraka, the Eubah Susan, Banakum Shema the Nai Hinun, Naskir. Now, chapter 23. Lo yirarak ki atay madi shiftecha mishantecha imayin achlunim taroch lefanai shulchan neged torai mishantov Hashem and Roshi kosi yilaya achtov achesed yirdefuni kol yamei chayai mishakti bevet adonai liorech yamim. Now, chapter one twenty one. Shilam alot. Esai 
now we do chapter 130. <laughs> Now I will make a prayer for those who are ill and infirmed. And pause for everyone to have a chance to insert names of people they're praying for. Misha Beirach, Avotinu, Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov, Moshe, Aaron, David, Ushlomo, Uyivarech, Virapei, Et HaKhovim. Conclude now with the Achenu prayer. Achenu Kobet Yisrael, Anikrimetar of Shivya, Aumdin Ben Bayamu Ben Arasha, Amakomi Rachem Aleyan, Yotemitar of Racha, Ephele Ora, Mishuba the Gula, Ashta Bagal Zankariv, Ben Omar, Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Rabbi Kaplan, and look forward to having you back in the near future. We hope and pray that all of our collective efforts for safety, strength, and a refuah for all of those in need will be answered with Tova for good. Please join us again for our next scheduled program tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern. With hearts full of faith, stay strong, hopeful, and optimistic, wishing everyone a wonderful, healthy, and safe day.